Welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. We're dispensing stories of success from across the continuum of care. I'm your host, Hillary Blackburn. Thanks for joining us to learn from leaders throughout the pharmacy industry. Hey listeners, happy American Pharmacist Month. This episode is dedicated to the pharmacist dads. We've got Brian Bisher, uh, who is the Fit Farm Dad, and he'll be talking about how his fitness journey and about being a pharmacist and a dad and his passion for helping young professional dads uh, accomplish their fitness uh, journeys and, and uh, goals. And although we have uh, Women Pharmacist Day coming up soon, this one is for the dads in pharmacy. But before we get into the episode, I want to remind you that my book is now available on Amazon. Go check out how pharmacists lead answers from women who are leading, succeeding, and impacting pharmacy. It's a great book dedicated to women in pharmacy leadership. All right. So today we have a special guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast, our guest, Brian Fisher graduated from the University of Cincinnati College of Pharmacy in 2013 and received a certification in health coaching from the Institute for Integrative Nutrition in 2017. Six years ago, a two-week experiment with fasting opened the gateway for his own personal wellness journey. Having struggled with insecurities about his physical appearance and health issues nearly his entire life, Brian made it his mission and purpose to help others become the agents of change in their life and to feel more secure in who they are physically and mentally, escaping the trap of self-comparison. Specifically, Brian's focus is on young professional dads who want to get healthier and more fit for life without hating the process. Brian utilizes fasting as the foundational and transformative tool for helping men achieve their physical and health goals. Brian, welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Thank you so much, Hillary. It is so great to be on this show. And yeah, I just wanted to add in there that I do still work as a pharmacist. So, you know, trying to juggle being a dad and and all that, I'm definitely fully aware of the challenges, um, you know, being a full-time professional, full-time dad and, and trying to, you know, find the time to get healthy. So it's really great to be on here though. So, well, um, yeah. So Brian, thanks for joining us. And now that our listeners have heard a little bit about your background, maybe you can fill in any gaps from that intro or share a little bit about your personal life. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I do, like I said, I, I'm a father of a one-year-old, one-and-a-half-year-old son now. Um, you know, he's growing up so fast. He was actually born on my 30th birthday, so that was probably the best birthday present I could have asked for um, was becoming a father. Um, you know, like like you mentioned, six years ago, it's that's really when it all began for me. And, you know, I was working as a, a pharmacist at the time in a, in a busy environment and dealing with my own insecurities with my health and, and trying to figure it all out. Right. And that's just, that was such a, a difficult time for me because I didn't really know where to get started. I never had any kind of you know background in, in sports or fitness. And it was just like, you know, I just got out of pharmacy school, um, you know, like a year before that. And 
that wasn't the healthiest journey uh, truly at all. I actually put on quite a bit of weight through that whole process of the stresses and all that. So it was just really tough coming out in a time of my life when I felt like I should be you know, full of energy and ready to take on the world. And, and, and I just felt like drained and lacking purpose. So it, and it all started really with what I call just the one Google search that changed my life. And it's because I was constantly running back and forth, um, between the emergency department where I worked and the pharmacy to eat food. Um, so I, I looked into why what I always, why was I always hungry in the morning? And it really got me into this, like this world of, of fasting, intermittent fasting. And it was just a two week experiment, like you said, that it changed everything for me and opened that gateway for, you know, all the answers and, um, you know, helping me find uh, the solutions to some of the insecurities that I was really struggling with, especially coming out of school. Yeah, well, we school is certainly a stressful time, um, as I'm sure any of the students who are listening to this can attest to, or those who have have kind of been out. And so, yeah, some of those um, unhealthy habits might start in school, like staying up all night, um, studying for exams, like not getting the right amount of sleep. Um, maybe you're not eating really healthy. Um, you know, I remember just coming out of, of uh, college and having food at the sorority house and honestly not knowing a lot about um, nutrition and, and health or how to cook uh, myself. And so um, I'm sure a lot of people can kind of relate to that. Um, so, yeah. So, Brian, tell us first a little bit more about, um, you know, your health journey and um, how you kind of really got a passion for for fitness. And, and let's start there. Yeah. So, I'd be happy to share about that. It's, like I said, it, it started with that with fasting and it really helped me um, just finally see changes that I was never really able to see. And, you know, fasting is such a good transformational tool, I believe, because it helped just, you know, completely um, open my mind up to the ability that I could be that agent of change in my life. Like it was, it was like, wow, this is something I can do. This is this is just, it really empowered me is what I like to say with the ability to um, then get more curious about nutrition. And then um, that led me to get more curious about fitness. And I just started to try to, like, I wanted to learn more and more and more. Actually, I found myself wanting to learn more than I actually, than I ever really did in pharmacy school. I, one of the unfortunate things actually towards the end of pharmacy school was that i didn't really feel that passionate about it. And I got through the end, I was on like rotations. And I thought, is this really what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life? And, um, you know, I don't want to dive good on that rabbit hole because, you know, I just don't feel like, you know, the current health model really serves people the way they need to be served. But I thought to myself, you know, I want to do something for myself and fasting really opened the door for that, opened the door to that opportunity for me. Um, to become that agent of change. And it's just, like I said, it just all ended up helping me become more curious and wanting to learn. And, um, and once I started learning more, it made me want to teach others and share what I had learned. And it, 
that's just really what got the whole passion started with uh, fitness and nutrition and um, was just experimenting on myself and wanting to share what I what I found. So. Yeah. So how did you decide on fasting? It was just really reading the science about it. Um, it all just made so much sense to me with everything we learned in pharmacy school that, you know, all the, the science like with uh, insulin and blood sugar and uh, cortisol levels. So just reading about it, I'm like, wow, this makes complete sense. Let's just give it a shot. Two weeks later, um, my focus was up and I was actually performing better at work. I started noticing physical changes and I thought, wow, I've never really had anything happen this easily in my life. Um, not to say like that was, you know, like everything is going to be easy along the journey, but it was just like, I finally started noticing changes and that was so key because, um, and I try to tell people now not to focus on the end result. You know, you really need to focus on how the journey and the progress uh, is going to help transform you along the way. So, um, um, all right. So, so of course, nutrition is one aspect. And is there anything in particular that you're doing with fasting? Is it, um, you know, a certain amount of a period? It's not like fasting for 24 hours. Kind of walk us through a little bit more of, of like how long you're fasting, or is it a daily thing, or do you do it kind of on a monthly basis, or what does oh, yeah. that look like? Yeah, there are so many ways. Um, once I learn more about it, to to really dive into fasting. And for me, I just started off with the basic um, sixteen hours and eight hours, sixteen hours no food, eight hours eating, and it was just so simple because it fit right into my life, and it was easy to maintain. Um, and you know, once I got more and more into it, I, I now I, I I usually do like a a once a week longer fast, and then I um, eat within twelve hours or sixteen hours most of the or I'm sorry eight hours most of the other days of the week. So it really just it's such like so you you can utilize it and adapt it to fit your schedule, fit your life, and make it work for you. And that's why I love it so much as a tool because aside from all the health benefits and longevity and, um, and, uh, like brain health that it's just so you can just adapt it to fit what you need. And that's what I've really learned to do and help other people do is help it fit their schedule and fit their needs, their goals. Um, and that's, that's really what it looked like though. It started off just doing 16, eight. Okay. So that could certainly work for people who are in retail and, you know, don't maybe don't have time to eat for those eight hour shifts or things like that. Um, so certainly something that, you know, maybe that um, group of, of uh, pharmacists might be particularly interested in because, you know, you're like, oh, I don't have time to eat or um, yeah. at least now, at least now maybe there are more lunch breaks and things like that, um, which is great. Uh, but, um, you know, you got to think about like the break room or what kind of food are you bringing or did you have time to, to pack anything? So, um, well, that's helpful. Are there any particular foods that you're really focused on, like ratios with, with protein and carbs and um, fats? Or are you, with the fasting method, are you able to just kind of eat whatever you'd like? So actually, I've never counted a macronutrient or carb in my, my life. Um, and you know, that that's worked for me. I don't know if it would work for everybody. It's just 
Um, I tend to, so I don't really measure or count, but I do tend towards more lower, you know, uh, carbohydrate in the sense of like the highly processed carbs like bread and pasta. And I aim for more um, like sweet potatoes and those kind of carbs, but then like better quality proteins and fats. And, you know, I just tell people, one, what did God put on this earth and focus on eating that above anything else? And two, um, I mean, you're going to eat, you want to eat with intention. You want to enjoy the food and let it nourish you. So it's better to eat whole foods and not processed food that you just have to scarf down. And I know that that's like, you know, that's tough in a, such a busy environment like pharmacy. And you think, well, all I have time for is to you know, throw this down. But, um, you know, that's why I always throw the motto in that you can eat or not eat with intention. And that's what the fasting is all about is not eating with intention. Um, but in terms of overall ratios and specific, yeah, I, I don't really have anything truly in terms of numbers I recommend. Um, that, that's just because I've never felt that that was something I could, could sustain. And, you know, with other people, um, if they're looking for something easier, like that's just another thing that can get in your way of, you know, another excuse, right? I don't feel like counting, then I'm not going to do it. Um, so I just try to minimize the excuses and the barriers to help people get started. Yeah. That makes sense. Yes, there certainly are excuses and barriers and everyone can kind of come up with those. But as long as you really focus on kind of why you're doing um, what you're doing and like, what are your goals, then, um, you know, and just start with, with a small, simple thing. Um, and, and that's great. So some of the kind of takeaways that you've had from fasting, um, as being a really transformational experience would be, um, the freedom that you feel that it gives you the, the discipline of, you know, limiting yourself within those certain hours, um, and then of course you mentioned, you know, there are some physical and mental benefits of that. Um, so Brian, uh, what about some of the fitness side? Um, tell us a little bit more about what some of the things that you're focused on with, with fitness might be. Well, fitness, I just look at exercises, um, finding physical movement that brings me joy, right. And how, how can I use any kind of fitness, whatever whatever it is to help me connect me higher with the people around me that I love or my higher purpose. Um, and I just read a great book called the joy of movement. Um, and she really dives into the author dives into about like how, what if exercise, what if we could get the effects of exercise in a pill form? Would you take it? Right. And oh, yeah. you know, my thought is absolutely not because exercise is so much more than just like the obvious physical effects can have in terms of reducing anxiety and depression. Um, but it's, it's about finding movement that brings you purpose and joy. And that's just really what I help, you know, the people I talk to work with and find is, you know, you don't have to do something you don't like, because if you don't like it, you're not going to want to continue doing it. And, you know, if you try to force yourself or hire a trainer when you don't like being told what to do, it's like, why not just get out there and, um, find the movement that brings you joy. And that, that to me is what I define fitness as. And, you know, fitness doesn't have to be six pack and highly defined muscles. 
doesn't it's not really reserved like i don't think we should reserve reserve the term being fit to athletes and bodybuilders uh, in that sense is that i feel like if you feel like you find the level of fitness that is right for you then that's what you should work to maintain so that's whole that's, that's whole my that's my whole philosophy on fitness and and how i help people find the way to sustain it and get motivated to to get to that uh, oh level. sure and some people don't like to run you know, there are Absolutely. plenty of people that don't like to run. Well, what do you like to do? You know, a lot of women like bar classes and, or they, you know, people may like group exercise classes. They might like the bonding and relationship, or some people might be, you know, embarrassed of like where to start. They're like, I've never worked out in my life. Get some videos and do it at your home before you start you know, going out to the gym, or maybe you need to have that gym membership that you're paying for. And that's what would, would do it for me. So when, when I was um, first in Nashville and had the YMCA membership, you know, you can go anytime to the Y, but Mm -hmm. if I had activities in the evening, then you really had to get your fitness in, in the morning before work. Well, that was always a struggle for me. And what really worked for me to kind of um, shift that mindset was to start paying for classes, paying mm-hmm. for like Barry's boot camp classes. And if I was paying, you know, 10, 12, 15, I think now they're, you know, closer to like $20 or something. But um, yeah, then you're motivated. Your alarm's going to go off. You're going to not hit yeah. the snooze. Um, cause you're accountable, you're paying for that money. And so you, um, whatever it is, or maybe you've got an accountability partner and, um, you're going to show up at 6am to get in your gym workout. So, yeah, I think that that's a great message of kind of finding what works for you, um, and kind of customize that to what you enjoy doing, whether it be cycling, like mountain biking, running, you know, group fitness classes or, um, and it doesn't have to be expensive. You know, you don't have to go out and get a gym membership. There are plenty of YouTube videos and things, um, that people can do too. So, um, well, Brian, tell us a little bit about, uh, kind of the passion for, you know, working with dads. Um, you know, your, uh, kind of brand is the, the fit farm dad. So tell us a little bit more about kind of why you chose to, focus on dads well aside from the obvious fact that i'm a a father myself i think it's mainly this idea that us dads we feel like we should be able to do everything yet we never make time for ourselves and you know we can't pour from an empty cup right so we think that the self-care this time we dedicate to ourselves and um, taking care of ourselves is, is selfish when actually you know if you look at it it's probably the most selfless thing you do, you can do is help yourself be a better man so you can show up better for your, your family and your spouse. And so that's really why I did it is because for one, I never, before I even had my son, I never really felt fit to be a father. I didn't feel secure enough in my own mental or physical health that I felt like I could raise a, a son. And especially going through, you know, I, I mean, that doesn't say I never would have had a son. It's just like, how would I raise my son if I didn't feel secure in who I was? Um, how would I be able to raise him to feel secure in who he is? So 
that's what this whole idea about being fit to be a father is, is that it requires um, a certain level of physical and mental fitness. As any dad uh, will soon come to find out that you definitely have to have the energy and the physical fitness to keep up with the kids. Um, but again, I, I work with them because we find it hard to actually, well, one, we, it's not like, it's not like we don't know what we should be doing, right? Us dads, us men specifically, we know what we should be doing, but we just don't find the time. We don't make it a priority. Um, we don't have a plan for how to do it. And for one, we tend to think that, you know, circling back to what you said about what we talked about with fitness is that whatever I do, I'm not going to like it, or I'm not going to be able to get to where I was before I became a dad, right? Like I've talked to guys and it's like, yeah, I just, I know how much effort it took to get to being where I was at before I, like when I was in college, right? All the hard work I put in, um, I just know how much effort it was. And it's like, you don't have to get to the same level of fitness you were at before you, like when you were in college, when you were an athlete, when you were spending all that time, like you'll quickly realize you have to prioritize and make the most of your time because that is the one commodity we can't get back. If we have this precious time, why are we going to spend it doing something we don't like, first of all? Um, second, how can we not just spend it doing something we enjoy, but actually use that time to make us a better person that enhances the overall quality of our life? So it's really about helping dads realize that personal growth and physical health uh, and this, this thought of distant health in the future for their kids can be attainable and that it's a process that involves making small actionable changes because um, that's really what motivation is it's just it's just it's taking small actionable steps putting energy into it and having a reason why you want to do it so